an old mystery finally has an answer. Now we take a look at two cases of matrimony gone wrong. First off, what would happen if your spouse suddenly gained the ability to read your mind? And then we travel to Louisiana to meet a young couple finally buying their very first home. It's a fixer-upper, but they truly believe they can turn this into the home of their dreams. That is, until it showed up. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. Hope you guys have some exciting stuff on the horizon. First off, let's give a shout out to one of our newest Patreon supporters coming into Dead Rabbit Command right now. He's edible, he's large and in charge. It's Pizza Party. Everyone give a big round of applause to Pizza Party. Take a big bite out of him. Pizza, you're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, that's fine too. Just help spread the word about the show. Really, really helps out a lot. Talk about it online. We have flyers you can print out in the show notes. Post those up around town. Anything helps. And the flyers actually do attract a lot of new listeners. Pizza party, get those greasy hands cleaned off. I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Jason Jalopy. We are leaving behind Dead Rabbit Command. We are headed out to the local library. The reason why we're headed to a library is because we're looking for a book. A book called Why Hasn't Everything Already Disappeared by Jean Baudrillard. I tried reading the synopsis of the book. It didn't make any sense. So then I tried reading like a Wikipedia page about this dude and that made less sense. Like, who is this guy? He's a French author, apparently. And he wrote a book called uh, uh, Simulacra and Simulation. That book is best known for being in the Matrix. In the Matrix, he uses that, like a hollowed out version of that book to hide like his keys and his credit card or his like data disks or whatever he was using. And you see, it was a simulation of a book. It was very, very deep. And it turns out that the Wachowskis based the Matrix kind of, this book was kind of an influence for the Matrix. Like what is real? What is reality? Are the symbols what's real? Or do the symbols represent something else? I don't know. (laughs) I couldn't figure out what that book was about either, but I am assuming it has something to do with people dodging bullets and mass shooting. So anyways, he writes this stuff and he wrote this book called Why Hasn't Everything Already Disappeared? And from what I could gather, it's about things, things disappearing, like things vanishing and the ethereal nature of information and images and stories and things just eventually go away and then we don't know what it is. I I think that's what he was saying in this book. Now, the reason why I'm learning about this is I got an email from Symbiogenesis69. And they were letting me know they were reading this book. They didn't didn't tell me what the book was about, by the way. They go, oh, Jason's smart enough. He'll figure it out. In this, this is breaking news. In this book, right now you're going to see a photo of it. In this book, Why Hasn't Everything Already Disappeared, is a photo of a solar plexus clown glider. There's a little asterisk next to that. The photo you're looking at, if, if assuming you're not lifting weights, you're not trying to set a personal best and you can look over at your phone, 
is an image that is constantly connected to the idea of the solar plexus clown gliders. We did an it was like episode 69 I covered these guys. It's a creepy pasta or is it? It's a really interesting episode. I kind of state that there could be something like this, but I didn't think it had anything to do with this photo. But a lot of times when you see something about the solar plexus clown gliders, this photo will be next to it. Like, is this a photo or is this an illustration of a solar plexus clown glider? And nobody knew the source of the photo. Or if they did, they didn't go on the paranormal boards. They weren't talking about it. But this has been around for years. And Symbiogenesis 69 was reading this book and goes, Oh, this is the origin of this photo. So they sent me a photograph of them. That's the photo you're looking at now. Holding up the book. And then Hoots Cheech on the Patreon Discord actually got another image. I'll put that up here. Thank you very much. It's a clearer one. You can see the writing on the book. You can see what the page is about. It makes no sense. But so that's it. We now know. And I think that's what we all figured, right? That it was just a Photoshop that someone had made. But it's so fascinating that now we know where that photo came from. That's always been linked to this creepypasta. It came from this book. And the book is about the nature of things just kind of vanishing the origin of things just disappearing and it's so fascinating that a photo in a book about things disappearing its entire backstory disappears its source disappears and it's linked to the solar plexus clown glider thing and one of the listeners of this show just happened to be flipping through the book going i don't understand it either but i have a book report due tomorrow oh no i'll just look at the pictures and so the origin disappeared of the photo just like the book would have predicted and i'm wondering if it was intentional honestly i, I i'm curious about that and i have these images linked in the show notes as well so if you want to take another look or if the next time you see people talking about solar plexus clown gliders you can share this bit of information i over the weekend i posted this on x like i couldn't wait to tell the story i posted this on the x board and we had a pretty good discussion out of it because we'd been wondering what this photo or drawing was this whole time. And it was from this book. So really, really cool. Symbiogenesis 69 for finding that. Really, really appreciate having one more piece of that mystery. What is a solar plexus clown glider? Pizza Party, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dirgible. We're leaving behind the local library. We are headed all the way out to any town, USA. I mean, free imagination could be in the same town with the local library. This could actually be your neighbor. There's a the person online who goes by the name Leia Cares. So we'll just say that her name's Leia. And she posted this online. She said, I can read my boyfriend's mind. You go, Jason, that's weird. One, that she can read her boyfriend's mind. Two, in the intro, you said they, they were married. What type of quality control do you have on this show? And I tell you, yeah, that is weird that she can read her boyfriend's mind, right? So she posts this, she goes, I can read my boyfriend's mind, which, which, is, which is creepy, right? Everyone wants to read other people's minds, but no one wants to have their mind read. And imagine if it was your significant other. There's actual stakes there. If, if some random stranger read your mind, and you're, who, who cares, right? But if your significant other sitting next to you knows that you're thinking at all times, knows when you start daydreaming when she's droning on and on about something, or she's talking about that stupid show she's watching, or whatever. But what if she knew for a fact that you were thinking about anything but her 99% of the time? It would be awful. You go, Jason, maybe you should spend more time thinking about her. Well, no. I think it, I think the onus is still on her. She shouldn't be a telepath. Well, Leia here says that she's a telepath. And 
I, I really, I'm, I'm focusing on why you want to want your girlfriend to be a telepath. I guess I've kind of buried the lead. <laughs> There's a human who can read minds. There's a human who has the ability to read another human's brain. And she, this is, a, you want proof of this, right? You want proof of this. So she gives some proof on this post. She says sometimes she's sitting next to her boyfriend. And she thinks, put your arm around me. And he puts his arm around her. Now you go, Jason, that's what good boyfriends do, right? They, they put their arms around their girlfriends. Yes, but the power of thought, you're, you're ignoring that. See, before this, all he would ever do was hold her hand. But this particular time, she thought, put your arm around me. Put your arm around me. Put your arm. She did that. She did that. <laughs> she did that for 15 minutes. And then finally, he put his arm around her. I'm starting to think that he might be the telepath. He's like, oh my god, if you think that one word, fine, I'll just put my arm around you. You got disgusting, sweaty shoulders, but <laughs> otherwise you're just going to drive me crazy with your chance. For 15 minutes, put your arm around me, put your arm around me. So, But it works, right? And then once, that's not proof, bro? Come on, man, why are you even listening to this? Why are you even listening to this podcast? Wait, you don't believe in the paranormal? That's total proof. But sure, I'll give you more. This woman was out with her boyfriend, and they're with a bunch of other friends, and everyone's talking. Everyone's talking to each other. And she's standing there silently, and she thinks, can you hear me? And right when she thinks that, her boyfriend nods, yes. Now, <laughs> is it possible he was nodding yes to some, something else somebody else said? There's a group of people, maybe one of them said, have you already eaten dinner? Or did you like that movie? Or <laughs> why is your girlfriend slowly going insane? Why are her eyeballs like little spirals, like she's trying to hypnotize you? He nods yes, so that was him confirming he can hear her. Fine, you want more proof? Well, once she thought, I wish my boyfriend was home. I wonder how long it's going to take for him to get home. And then she heard a voice in her head. That's <laughs> always the best way for these stories to evolve. First, she's putting random actions and trying to find some order in the universe. Now there's voices in her head. And the voice goes, five minutes. And will you believe this? Five minutes later. Five minutes after an alien voice appeared in her brain and spoke in a voice not her own, her boyfriend showed up five minutes later. And one time, she includes this in her story, she has really, really bad back pain. And so she's laying there, her back hurts, and then the boyfriend starts holding his hand over her back, like he's not touching her, he's doing like the hover hand thing, and the pain went away. So that has nothing to do with telepathy, and that actually makes him also this miracle worker, but using his hand, he was able to put some energy in her that made her back pain, her chronic back pain, go away. And finally, finally, you guys are like, okay, good, this is wrapping up. This insanity's wrapping up. She started waving her hand over his forehead. This is some really weird foreplay. She started waving her hand over his forehead and he fell asleep. I'm sure he's just... He's like, if, I'll just pretend to be asleep as long as this madness ends. So she writes this whole post, and this is... I, the reason why I'm talking about this is not necessarily because I've just confirmed that telepathy does exist in the human species, and I presented several pieces of factual-based evidence to support that argument. That's not the reason why I covered that. The reason why I'm covering this is after this whole post... This is, gen this is so genius. I'm kind of mad I didn't think of this. I'm so mad I didn't think about this. Leia writes this whole post... 
about how she's getting into spirituality and she's aligning her chakras and then she can read her boyfriend's mind and healing and putting him to sleep and all this stuff. She ends it with this. <laughs> this is genius. After telling this whole story, here is a great resource if you want to learn more. And it's a link to the Gaia app. Now, Gaia, if you don't know, I often call it Oprah-level metaphysics. It's just really, really to the masses, bored, wine, housewife, spirituality. At best. At best. A lot of times they have people who say that they are ancient Atlantean warriors reincarnated and they have this like <laughs> the equivalent of like an animated series on there about how cool Atlantis used to be if only you were there as well. They they do a lot of just flat out dude, things of dubious factual origin, right? I don't want to come out because I've been I've been racking up a lot of enemies lately. I've been racking up a lot of enemies lately. I do not want to come out and straight up call them fraud and hucksters. But let's just say dubious factual material on Gaia at worst. Sometimes it's just completely harmless. Breathe in, breathe out. Orbs floating around you. Energy. Stuff like that. Whatever. That's what Gaia is. And I read this and it was it was like a punchline to a story. Because I'm reading this and I'm laughing because I'm like, these are the most ridiculous pieces of proof that you're telepathic. And I get to that and I thought, this is genius. This has to be on purpose. What a awesome way to promote your product. Now, I went through her post history and she's really big into like gang stalking. So that makes sense where she's starting to see these weird connections. Like I'm thinking something, I'm thinking something and then something happens like that does. We do see that in gang stalking community looking for patterns where there are none. So I don't personally think that this is a Gaia. Uh, <laughs> this isn't a Gaia employee, right? Could you imagine having your marketing department? <laughs> you have your marketing department run by a bunch of people who think they're being gang stalked. You're like Willis. Where's your report from Tuesday? They're like, ah, they're hiding under their desk. They would assume you were the gangster. You're the boss. Of course, you have to keep track of them. How come you didn't punch out the other day, Jonesy? Yeah, how do you know everything about me? Because you have a time card. Because you work here. Because I have your social security number. Ah, like you wouldn't want to have that, but. She may not work for Gaia. Again, <laughs> I would hope not. I hope she's, I'm sure she's a lovely person. And I wish her the best. I'm not trying to say that she's a lunatic who believes everyone's stalking her. However, I, I, would not, I probably wouldn't hire her, right? If she thought that people were coming after her. But again, I don't want to lambast the woman too much. My point is, is that this is, if this is a perfect marketing tactic. Tell a spooky story with product placement, how have, how have no one ever thought about this before? You have to be careful about it, but you could do it. What if... Because think about it. You're, you're, you scoff at the idea, that idea, but Squidward Suicide, it promotes Spongebob. <laughs> Nobody watches. Nobody reads Squidward Suicide, which is a creepypasta that actually unnerved me back in the day when I first read it. I was like, oh. No one reads Squidward Suicide and then goes checks out Spongebob. But it reminds you of Spongebob, right? Brand awareness. I'm not saying that you need to have Slenderman walking around drinking Pepsi and eating Doritos, but I'm also saying there's no reason why you shouldn't. When you're making up these creepy pastas, you could easily fit in product placement. You could just have the story start off at a McDonald's. And then they're like getting on the bikes. The kids are investigating Slenderman. They get on their bikes and they go out to the forest and they're like, oh man, my shoes sure are wet. The other kid's like, I have Nikes. They don't get wet at all. And you wouldn't even think that it was an ad. 
And then that's why the kids is getting his guts ripped out by Slenderman. He's like getting there, just his clothes ripped to shreds, and these long talons are digging into young flesh and pulling out intestines. This other guy goes, maybe if he had Levi's, maybe if he had durable Levi jeans on, it wouldn't have been able to get to his tasty, tasty abdomen. He's like, ah, oh, save me, save me. You could work this in, and it would make more sense with stuff like this. You could easily write these. I think my house is haunted. But I got rid of it, and the way I got rid of it was I went to use this service. Because the fact is someone posted on No Sleep, someone posted on a fictional Reddit board, the story of staircases being found in the middle of nowhere. Two weeks ago, I watched a movie based on that premise. Uh, Like, that was something that someone wrote as a fictional story, and it became such a meme. People believe that it's real. People think that those stories are actually real. And it's so part of the horror consciousness, they made a movie about it. Because So these things can be marketed. And if it can be marketed, put marketing in it. This is genius. This is genius level marketing. Now, I don't know how many people subscribe to Gaia from this post. But it's probably more than one. The post got someone to click on that link. And to someone to download the free Gaia app. See if they can also read their boyfriend's mind. It's fascinating marketing. Like, I don't necessarily think this person works for Gaia. But... I think we're going to see more of this in the future, honestly, because this is super, super smart. These stories go viral so quickly, and if one really catches on, I mean, you can you can have it backfire too, right, with Wayfair. Wayfair forever is going to be associated with child trafficking on the conspiracy theory side of things. They'll, they'll never shake that. They'll never shake that. But imagine if that was a good thing. Imagine if the conspiracy theory was somehow that Wayfair stopped child trafficking. Like, the the conspiracy was different. And when you read the conspiracy theory about child traffickers coming over from Nairobi and they have this big shipment and then there were some Wayfair employees who stopped them, it turns out that they have a group of people. And that was the conspiracy theory, how they're waging a secret war against the deep state. It'd be perfect marketing for them. And it would have gone viral and they would have come out and denied it, but people would have been like, well, of course they have to deny it. They're fighting pedophiles. Fascinating. You could really, really use this to your advantage. If I can figure out a way to if I can figure out a way to do it, we will see. But for now, Pizza Party, I'm gonna go ahead and toss you the keys to the carbon copter. We are leaving behind a local town. We are headed all the way out to Louisiana. In Louisiana, we don't have this guy's real name, but we're gonna call him Kevin. That's his real name, that's just a guess. We're in Louisiana, it's March 2021. And Kevin's driving his car. Sitting next to him is his beautiful young wife, Julie. And she's looking out at the trees, changing color. They drive through their neighborhood. They are on their way to enter their first home. They've been married for five years. And they, of course, they'd obviously seen this house. They picked it up. But this is the first time they're going to be going into this home as homeowners. It's this magical moment for this young couple. And as Kevin is taking in the silence of this house, he goes, man, what a crazy journey it's been. Like, both of them had fairly rough childhoods. But they found each other, and they fell in love. Everything is good. They're not drinkers. They're not drug users. They have no underlying mental illnesses. The future looks bright. The reason why they're in Louisiana was he just got a new job that took him to the area, and they have this home, and it's a fixer-upper. But a month after they move in, Julie starts to have horrific nightmares. (gasps) Are you okay, Julie? Kevin said. I'm fine, but the nightmares are getting worse. Kevin said that his wife started to have such bad nightmares. 
some nights she would just stay up. Hey, honey, it's time for bed, aren't you? Aren't you ready to go to bed? I don't know. The nightmares. I don't want to have the nightmares again. They were so intense, she wouldn't sleep. But of course, that's not sustainable. So she would eventually fall asleep and be plagued with terrifying dreams. At one point, they end up meeting someone who knew the reputation of the house. And they go, oh, you live in that house? Well, yeah, that house has its stories. You know, it's haunted, right? And Kevin and Julie, they don't believe in ghosts. It just doesn't really, oh, you know, that's something that kids talk about and spooky Halloween stuff, right? Ghosts don't really exist. But the person they're talking to goes, oh, no, 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 that house is haunted. I actually knew the old man who used to live there previous to you guys moving in. Like, he was the tenant right before you guys. And he was an old man, and he would always complain about the ghosts. He would always complain about not feeling comfortable there. But he was old and stubborn, and he didn't want to move, so he just dealt with it. But again, they just kind of laugh off the story. It's something that the kids in the neighborhood are talking about. Maybe the old man was losing it, right? Maybe he had a bit of dementia. Over time, Kevin starts to become concerned for his wife. Now, the nightmares are less frequent, but sometimes in the middle of the night, he'll just wake up and she'll be standing at the edge of the bed, staring off at a wall, staring out towards the window, just standing there silently. And he would always ask, Julie, what are you doing? Just thinking, she'd reply. Something seemed off about her during the day as well. Sometimes he would catch her talking to herself, muttering to herself. Now, that's something that people do, but he had never witnessed her kind of just talking to herself while she's in the kitchen or talking to herself while she's sitting in the living room. It's odd to him. It's an odd escalation. One day, he comes home from work. But didn't show up early. It was a normal day for him to be coming home. Begins walking through the house. Now, one of the rooms they were working on, they were planning on painting. So they had moved nothing into this room. They wanted to paint the walls. And while he was at work, his wife was doing that. His wife was painting this room. And he comes in the front door and he begins walking through the house. And he hears his wife talking. Their voice is coming from the empty room that she's painting. And he begins to walk through the house and he can hear her talking. And then the hair on the back of his neck sticks up. When he hears another voice coming from the room. He doesn't recognize the voice, but he can tell it's a male voice. It's deep. He begins walking towards the door. And he can hear this conversation continue. His hand reaches for the doorknob. And then he hears, clear as day, he's coming. Kevin flings the door open. And there... In the empty room, save for a few drop cloths and paint cans, stands his wife all alone. She looks pissed off at him. And when he asks who she was talking to, she simply responds, Nobody. And goes back to painting the walls. This post ends with him saying, I don't know what to do. I don't believe in ghosts, so I went the route of maybe there's some sort of leak. Set up a carbon monoxide detector, nothing. Had the house checked for radon, nothing. 
It has to be something real, right? Is my wife losing her mind? Am I? Is there some sort of medical problem? It can't be ghosts. It can't be ghosts. What is happening to my wife? It's super interesting because this was originally posted on Reddit in the relationship subreddit. And this was the title of it. Worried about my wife and I don't know who to talk to about my bizarre situation. It was posted to this relationship subreddit, and it's like, I, has anyone else has anyone else experienced this? After five years, does your does your wife just go nuts? Is this one thing I missed in all the manuals? And then it got reposted to the ghosts subreddit. I think it was ghost subreddit. It, it it's irrelevant now because they've both been deleted. I had to archive this. I've learned my lesson with Reddit. A lot of times people will post something super interesting and then Reddit goes, nope, we don't like that cool, interesting story someone posted, so they just wipe it out. So I have it archived, but it's gone from the relationship board and it's gone from the ghost board. This was a throwaway account. I emailed him. I haven't heard anything back because I had some other questions about stuff. But it's a fascinating story. Now, obviously, it could be fake. It could just be some sort of fake viral marketing thing, right? It does sound a lot like paranormal activity. So we have to address that. But it's a fascinating story. And he ends it when he says, I'm creeped out by both my house and my wife. And when we think about haunted houses, when we think about these locations we go to that are haunted, in the back of any paranormal investigator's mind is the fear of possession. So you do think about that. But just like the story before, if someone is a telepath, but you have no nothing to lose if they like you or don't like you or whatever... That's fine. But if it's your significant other, if it's someone close to you who you have a vested interest in putting on a good face and that you're attentive and stuff like that, it's the end. Because no one is that perfect of a loved one. You will always be like, oh, not again. And she would hear that. right? She would totally hear that. This is the same type of situation. If your house is haunted, you could leave, which this house most likely is haunted based on this story. I mean, you could leave, but the, the wife's fine with it. Like, would she want to leave? If both people were being tormented, they could easily leave the house. But if one person is under the thrall of this thing, we've already spent so much money on this house, it's in a good area, this is where your job is, and stuff like that, they'll find other reason not to be like, I must be here to serve the Dark Lord Gamigan, this is his portal to our realm. <laughs> They're not going to give you that excuse. But that's really what the creatures in her brain are telling her. They're controlling her. They've broken her down mentally and spiritually by plaguing her with nightmares, by making it so she can't sleep, to getting her to a weakened state where now they are gaining ownership over her body. Your loved one, your wife. This isn't a simple let's leave and take a loss on the haunted house. We'll sell it at a loss. This isn't that. This is, this is their relationship. She won't leave now. Obviously, there are stories like that in the past where like a little kid in the family gets possessed or Amityville, the son gets possessed. However it is, you'll have family members get possessed. But we always approach those stories from the end. We always see like at the end of the infield haunting where the girl's communicating with the demon. We see how it all worked out. This story is going on right now. And we don't know how it's going to end. We may never get another update because this was posted and scrubbed within a day or two from Reddit. So he's going to look at it and go, well, obviously, where do I post this? It's just going to keep getting taken down. He may never update it. It may simply resolve by itself. And it's just this weird moment in time where, <laughs> well, you know that time in life where you get possessed by a maniac ghost in your house? It makes you talk to yourself. We don't know how this story is going to end. It could end 
with one day us finding a true crime story somewhere in Louisiana. A man kills his wife, saying she was a demon. She came at me. It was my life or hers. Or the true crime story could be a crazed woman brutally butchers her husband in his sleep. They'd been married for five years and no one knows why she took that knife to his throat. But she did. You can leave a haunted house, but can you leave a haunted marriage? If you truly loved the person they once were, how long would you stick around? How many warning signs would you ignore? How many sleepless nights laying in the darkness, pretending to slumber as you hear your wife crawl out of bed and then stand in the darkened room? How long could you live in such madness? I think Kevin is about to find out. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys.